Broads, one thing we can all agree on is that there is not enough time in a day. It doesn't matter how proactive and productive I am. At the end of the day, it seems like my to-do list is somehow longer than it was at the beginning of the day. And to make the most out of each day, you should cut out all the unnecessary errands that take way too much time. For example, going to the post office. Yes. Did you know that with Stamps.com, you can do everything you would normally do at the post office right from your home computer? That's right. You can easily compare shipping rates, create labels, schedule pickups, track packages, and so much more. Plus, while you're saving time by not going to the post office, you'll also save money thanks to Stamps.com's exclusive discounts. Using Stamps.com really is a no-brainer. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There is no risk, and with our promo code chatty you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage on a digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com slash chatty click on the mic at the top of the homepage. type in chatty that's stamps.com promo code chatty stamps.com never go to the post office again and welcome to another episode of chatty broads with becca and jess Well, hello, Baraz. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. We good are so excited because one of our fa- one of the Baraz's favorite guests and our favorite guests is back to talk about all things oh my astrology. God, it's I am Jessica so excited. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back. Uh, every time you're on, it's just the biggest. Treat. We always look forward to it. We're like, okay, we're gonna get some, yeah, some witchy insight we, into our year. We always, it's like we're always excited the night before. We're all giddy. We get to talk to Jessica. That makes me so excited because I also get excited not to talk to myself, but to make sure <laughs> you. Uh, and it doesn't hurt that you've got this like green, lush background. Yes, you know, so many people. the The rumor has always been. Uh, that this is in fact real a hedge, and that we're, we're just recording, and we're outside, recording outside, yeah. and we had that to break. Pe- nice. Yeah, we had to break people's hearts and be like, "No, yeah. the sound of the outside world would be a little too loud for the recording." Yes, it's <laughs> not real. Po- it's like fantasy podcast world, not real podcast world. But yes. I bet it's sound absorbing. Maybe, probably. Probably <laughs> just sucks yeah, that's, into that's the green. That's totally ring. why we have it. I'm up like, there. Yes, not for purely that's decorative producer purposes. Producer Evan, sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, that makes sense. I mean, carpets work. I don't know. Yeah. I, I got a lot of DIY podcasting in the rugs, my the carpet. Little. Yeah. Okay, broads, before we dive into this amazing episode with Jessica, if 2022 is the year you go after what you really, really want, like finally starting your online shop or posting your artwork in your own online gallery, then you're going to need some help. From Squarespace. Squarespace is the tool that empowers millions of dreamers, makers, and doers by providing them the tools they need to bring their creative ideas to life. And with Squarespace, you can easily build a website, claim a domain, sell online, and market your brand. And if web design isn't your forte, mine either. Don't worry. Squarespace has you covered. Uh, Use one of their amazing pre-designed templates to get started. All you have to do uh, is tweak it to your specifics, and in no time at all, you'll be up and running. Go to squarespace.com slash chatty for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use order code chatty to save 10% off your first purchase of a website domain. So how have you been? We haven't talked. The last time we spoke, it was kind of mid-2020. Yeah, was that 2020? Yes. Wow. Okay. It's been a year and a half. Yeah. Yes. A year and a half. You know, personally me, and I don't want 
to brag, but I have barely been around live humans Mm -hmm. in person, like very, very rarely. I'm incredibly conservative and careful with COVID, but I have been inundated by dead people. Just dozens, sometimes hundreds of dead people a day. It's been what some people might call complicated. That's not the answer you expected. How have you been, though? <laughs> well, wait, not what is interesting? Only no, one moment. No, life has not as been as interesting. I will say that. Yeah. So is this... Are, are these, they coming in your in your home? Oh, yeah. And yeah. and are is it the same individuals coming in often or just... Randos. It's... It's... I mean, this is not... This wasn't my plan. I wasn't planning on giving you this real answer. <laughs> I apologize in advance. No, we love the reality, please. I mean, so you say, but wait until she keeps talking and then maybe you'll regret. <laughs> Nobody knows. But uh, it's the leagues of dead people from COVID <gasps> die scared and alone. It's so it's like never happened before. I, you know, I, I, as a medium, I've never encountered this before. And, you know, I've only known that I was a medium for about 18 years. So I only have like 20 years, 18 years that it could have happened. But in this time, no, I've never experienced this. Uh, so it's been really quite, quite uh, a journey. <laughs> is that just wildly overwhelming? And just heavy constantly? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The tears of a clown when no one's around. I wish I was wearing a clown outfit right now because that would be more. I have a lot of clown outfits in my in my closet. So I mean, like you know, happy happy uh, clown. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely not chill. Um, It's not chill. So this has been a really intense Mm. period, Mm -hmm. um, and it's given me a lot of motivation to be really careful with with COVID stuff. If I didn't already need it which I didn't, but you know, it definitely has been. Yeah. Why do you imagine. think they're coming to you? I think it's because I'm a medium. It's, it's the way I, I describe it with in the rare times I talk about this sort of stuff is it's kind of like walking into a room full of long haired cats and being dressed from head to toe in black velvet. It's just, <laughs> It's like it, it gets attracted to you and it sticks mm-hmm. on you and it sh- and, and, and everyone can see. Mm. And when you're a medium, it's kind of like there's like a neon sign over your head that that those in spirit can see. And so, you know, it's just like anyone else. Like if you're at a party and you're talking, you know, there's a bunch of people there. And there's like one person who when you interact with them, they make eye contact, they listen to you, they get you, they see you. You're going to talk to them as long as you can. Right. And it's kind of like that. Um, and I think for some people who are, uh, mediums, but don't know their mediums, they may just be really have, have been really overwhelmed with emotions that they don't know how to categorize, Mm -hmm. that they don't know why they're feeling. But, um, I don't know that many mediums, but the mediums I know have all had the same experience, you know, Mm. I mean, our own unique experience of the same experience of just being, uh, overwhelmed with wow. this. I know I'm smiling when I say it. I'm just trying to make everyone more You're, comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, sorry to hear that. Sounds very <laughs> stressful. 
it's not, I mean, it's, it's not as stressful for me as it is for them. So that's, you know, it gives me a lot of perspective, but yeah. But other than that, you know, (laughs) it's great. (laughs) I apologize. I apologize. (laughs) It's just really cool. Uh, yeah, it's been an intense, it's, it's been an intense period. Uh, but no, seriously, how about the two of you? I know I kind of gave you a hard act to follow, but life, (laughs) let's hear about life. Life. Take it away, sister. Well, no life lately. I mean, it's been, it's been quiet and, but you know, something that was big for Becca and I lately is that we shifted focus with the podcast. So, oh, yeah. you know, one half of the week, uh, we always were covering The Bachelor and would always do reality TV. And we decided to, at least for the time being, end that. And we wanted to step into that and kind of shift direction with the podcast. So that's been a big life shift, which I feel like has brought a lot of joy for both of us. I'm very so awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So in that form, you know, life's been quiet, but there's been joy in the moments of then connection and talking about, you know, kind of just what's been going on with us or stories about the past or whatever, and just kind of trying to save our life. Yeah. I And then I was off. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, as this is going to be airing, I'm, Exiting a, a month long, I took a little month long hiatus from Instagram, so completely like deleted the app from my phone. And congratulations! That. So yeah, I yeah. guess that's, those are like kind of recent things. Like, Do you feel like things. you have FOMO from it? No, that's nice. Just space. I don't know what I'm. I don't know what I'm missing. You know, like I read someone say something the other day about like I think oh I saw in the episode title that you and Evan were talking about. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox getting engaged. And I was like, oh, I didn't know. I had no idea. (laughs) I didn't know what I was missing. So I guess I I don't. Yeah. But you know what's interesting? Your brain will find a a hell of a lot of other ways to be distracted. But if you don't have the one thing to be distracted by, that's one thing that I learned is like, yeah, you can delete social media, but then you you will find other ways to evade the things. You will find ways to evade spending quality time with your family, getting work done. You will find plenty of other great distractors. Humans have been doing that for millennia, not just since (laughs) social media. Yeah. It's just so much easier. Yeah. It's like you're doing it alone with other people on social media, which is pros and cons. Yeah. Yep. 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 So now I have to tell you something, Jessica, you, the last time you were on, you did something I know for myself personally that has helped the past year and a half so much because you came on and we talked about, we were like, what the hell is going on with 2020 and like what's what's the astrology look like and how do we get out of this and all that and you let us know and you're like sorry to tell you but it's not it's not gonna be like 2020 ends and we're just it's all good to go and life is cheery and you know back yeah, I do think about that often and it helped me so much because I don't know if it's my um, somewhat uh past religious trauma mindset too that's a little bit like you know, this too shall pass in a way of like, uh, there's has to be an end point and then it's all going to be flowers mm-hmm. and roses. So we just have to get there. And it's, uh, when I say the past religious, I'm thinking like, 
in my evangelical Christian upbringing where it's like not of this earth, like just get past the earth to get to heaven and then you avoid everything about the earth. So what it did for me, I feel like is kind of help settle me in this space and be like, it's going to be rough, but try to just be here Hmm. and exist and not be like, I'm just, just every day trying to get out of 2020 to get to 2021 because, you know, here we are now. <laughs> and what is a year, I'm right? Do that. <laughs> yes. Everyone was not a cakewalk. No. So it was just, I'm very grateful for that. Because as much as when you came on, you're like, I'm sorry to not be the bearer of, you know, here's, here's the ticket out news. But it really helped me process, you know, not looking for that technical finish line of a date where it's like everything is unicorns and roses. Bless you. Yeah. Bless you. Um, I can, I can tell you a little bit about what to expect from 2022. Yeah. Please do. do. I I can, but I will say, I'm glad you've got that good attitude going. Let's keep that good attitude. (laughs) You know, it's a daily, it's a daily process. It's it's a practice and I'm not saying it happens easy, but it, it definitely helped me. And I am grateful for that. Good. I'm so glad it's, you know, I, I've been really surprised that a lot of people share what you just described, this feeling of like, I need there to be an end date because that's how I can cope today. Yeah. And both because of my personality, but also because I'm an astrologer, probably largely because of my personality. I just, um, I, I have this kind of attitude of like, terrible things don't end. They get worse or they get better. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people just um, struggle with a sense of like things happening to you instead of like, how can I co-create this? If this is what's happening at me, around me, to me, what is my response? Like, how do Mm. I want to participate? And I think since 2020, more people have been like, oh shit, that's actually what, that's what I got to do. I got to figure out who do I want to be in this, Mm -hmm. whether it's issues of social importance or the pandemic and we're going to need more of that, of that, uh, attitude in 2022. So I'll say this, I'll say this. I did drop a 2022 year ahead forecast. Yeah. Yes. Which is only for people who want to know, you know, like if you're mm-hmm. just like, mm, I don't know how I feel about bad news, then maybe don't listen to it. Um, but you know, it's out we there. We appreciate the warning. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I actually, this year almost didn't do a year ahead horoscope because I was so overwhelmed mm-hmm. by making predictions because, and I'm definitely not complaining about this, but the last several years being an astrologer and making predictions about collective events that I too am living through that are negative predictions. Yeah. It's, it's not like easy because whatever any astrologer sees or any expert sees on anything, it's like, there's what you can communicate, but then you see so much more. And then you have to like sort through all the data to be able to communicate it. So it's, it's what uh, I might characterize as a boner, uh, which is to say an insistent and annoying thing poking at me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, it's gay jokes. Sorry. gay jokes. Um, So um, (laughs) gay lady jokes. Um, So, okay, here we go. 
Okay. This is one last thing I'll say about that. One last thing. Okay. So what I did was I didn't just drop that year ahead horoscope. I also teamed up with an herbalist from fat in the moon, which I don't know if you know their products. They're delightful. Yeah. So Rachel Buddy's the herbalist from fat in the moon. She and I did um, like a class where I talked about the astrology and she talked about the corresponding plant allies so that, you know, it, it wouldn't just be like a data dump. It would also be like, and here's things you can do to support yourself and your family and your community um, through herbs you ingest. And, and they're majoritively very like cost-effective and accessible. So I say all of that before I say anything else, mm-hmm. because, you know, let's just put in your head that yeah. I got tools, I got resources. Yeah. And also, you know, you know, you got to think for yourself, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So <laughs> uh, lay it like- on us, Jessica. <laughs> It sucks. Okay. So there's pros and cons. There's pros and cons. Sure, sure, sure. You, okay. Okay. So I don't know how in depth you want me to get. Like mid, midline in depth, top layer, like mid. Mid. I mean, I, I, of course, I'm like, go all the way. But I'll just look at your (laughs) forecast. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you ask me in that voice, I'll do anything. Like yeah. I'll say yes because I'm so charmed. Yeah. But um, okay, so where do we begin? We begin at the beginning. Venus retrograde happens at the start of the year, mm-hmm. um, and at the end of the year, Mars is retrograde. And so, what I'd like to just kind of frame 2022 as is a time for reevaluating because retrogrades are always a time for the rule of re's. So it's reflect, reassess, recalibrate. You can apply other re's, but those are the ones that are, I just said. Okay. So because of this, this year is a time for reassessing and, and reviewing what our value systems are, what we care about, who we care about, and how we communicate, how we express and embody that uh, care. And then that Mars retrograde at the end of the year is really a time for reviewing and re- reassessing what it is we're doing about it, how we're embodying our passions, our ambitions, our ego energy, because I think so much of what we've seen throughout the pandemic and even before is like toxic masculinity and toxic um, egoism and individuality. And those things are related to Mars as well as the planet Uranus. Um, And so, you know, both as individuals, but also as a culture, this is what we're dealing with. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is good information before I get into the upsetting information. I apologize. I'm sorry. I keep on. I'm like tapping on the brakes by laughing. I'm just like, you know, you can, you can take me off the road at any time. You can just redirect me. Okay. You know what? I was just, I was just listening to David Sedaris last night and he said, everything becomes funny with enough time. And it's so true. just remember that. It's true. That's nice. So later on we'll laugh. That's yeah. nice. Um, so basically the thing that I've been trying to not talk about, there's a couple things, but one of them is called the Pluto return of the United States. Have you heard of this? <laughs> no, no. Sounds dramatic. Especially when I said that. I, I did like a short Have run. you heard of the Pluto return <laughs> of the United States? Uh, that makes no, my job harder. I haven't. Just yeah, saying. yeah. Okay, broads, quick interruption here. Listen, January is exciting because the whole year is ahead of you. For a lot of people, that might mean you've got a laundry list of things you want to improve this year. Maybe you want to learn to cook better or you want to try to read one book a month. Look, those are great goals, but we can all agree that improving our mental health should also make that list. 
With the help of Calm, you'll have all the tools you need to improve the way you feel. I love Calm. Calm is the number one mental wellness app. It lets you let go of all the noise and just focus on your breath, which is something that everybody can benefit from. There are so many ways to slow down and focus on your mental health, health with Calm. From daily guided meditations to curated playlists to help you focus. They even have imaginative sleep stories for children and adults to help you drift off drift off to dreamland. There are over 100 million people around the world already using Calm to help take care of their minds. And for good reason, I have been loving the daily meditations. Um, I've been doing them with Ember, too. They have kid meditations. Oh, that's so cool. It's amazing. And it's been helping me so much. I've tried a lot of different apps like this. Nothing is like Calm. Nothing takes me to that space. With the guided meditations on Calm, I've been able to stick to it and actually learn to enjoy my daily meditation breaks. Also, Calm helps me fall asleep a lot. When I'm feeling body pain, I do their pain and stress meditations. I'm obsessed. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash chatty. Go to calm.com slash chatty calm.com slash chatty. You're going to get 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash chatty. So if you've listened to us for a while, then you know there's there's an app, Becca, and I can't live without. Like, seriously, we're obsessed. And that's Dipsy. We love Dipsy. If life has got you stressed out, which it's life, so there's pretty good chance of that, uh, then you need to check out Dipsy, the audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn the world off and turn you on. Trust me when I tell you, bedtime will never be the same after you add Dipsy to that routine. Okay, so Dipsy's like audio erotica and it's so high quality. Mm-hmm. I say this all the time, but it's like never corny. You've really got to check it out. They have everything you need to focus on yourself and discover a whole new way to feel sexy. They've got sexy stories, wellness sessions, all designed to get you feeling good and ready to also drift off to sleep. They offer that as well. The stories are so immersive. All you need to do is pop in your headphones, close your eyes. It feels like you're right there in on the action. Dipsy is such, it's just such a cool app. Listening to something sexy is a whole new way to get out of your own head and relax too. Every single week, Dipsy releases new content. So you'll always have something new to listen to. No matter what turns you on, there's something for you on the site, I promise. And after you're finished with your story of choice, you can turn on one of Dipsy's soundscapes to help you drift off and uh, get ready to have one of the best nights of sleep that you've had in a while. For listeners to the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash chatty. That's 30 days of full access when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash chatty. Dipsystories.com slash chatty. So, okay. So Pluto in astrology is the planet that governs shame, and mm. resentment and abuse uh, and power struggles and toxicity. So, so it's a super light planet and there's not much yeah. to say, obviously. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but when, so Pluto takes about 250, I think it's like 248 years to circle all the way around the Zodiac to return to where it was last, right? So when the uh, constitution was created for these here United States. Mm -hmm. Um, Pluto was at 27 degrees of the zodiac sign of Capricorn. Um, And on February 22nd, 2022 will be the, the next time that Pluto's at the, that exact. The first time this has happened in this nation's history, because we're quite a young nation. Yeah. So the Pluto return of a nation is associated with 
kind of the fall of an empire or the potential for the fall of an empire. Not that all empires that go through this transit per se fall, but they certainly slip. Um, Essentially, what this transit requires is that we um, confront our shadow. And Mm -hmm. so we started to be under the influence of this in 2008. Um, And that was when Obama got his nomination and you know, so many pros and cons, uh, kind of and like also right after the st- all the, the marking how, um, yep. the you know what I'm saying? Housing market crash. Occupy, yeah. the Occupy movement emerged yeah. from that. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of things happened in this period. And so this was kind of like the start of the, of the broadest sense of the Pluto return. And then in 2020, in fact, in January, very specifically 2020 is when we started to really feel it. And that's when both our, um, our own domestic history of, you know, racism and genocide and all kinds of other things became more pressing from within the country and to the populace. It became much more of a national mm. conversation, but also our our presence and our impact on the global stage got stronger. I don't know if you remember what went on in January of uh, 2020, but um there was the murder of Soleimani and, you know, Iran raising the red flag and, you know, making strong statements about the United States. Yes. That hasn't gone away. It hasn't been fixed. Right. Right. So that was all the like lead up to the transit that becomes exact February 22nd, 2022. And we will be dealing with it in exactitude until 2024. Oh, wow. And so there's super so, nothing to see here. So buckle up, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> so buckle up, bitches. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. What we must do as a nation, which includes every single one of us as individuals, right, um, is confront our shadow, um, you know, the the underbelly of who we are and how we participate with each other Mm. um, towards the planet, right, because we're a major polluter on the climate stage Mm -hmm. and globally, you know, we've we're this is a super force and we have our hands in most countries. Um, and we will have to deal with that, the consequences of that in a meaningful way. The way I think of this transit is it's essentially kind of like, I want to use the word referendum, but I think it's the wrong word, but I'm going to just say it here in case it is the right word. Um, a referendum on the great American experiment, which is mm-hmm. what they call the United States. It's, you know, it's this democracy. It's supposed to be this like land uh, of the free and the home of the brave and like anyone can come. Eh, maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. Slash, some people would argue with me on that. So we are going to be dealing with the consequences of who we are and what we've done. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is on a personal level, really hard. And we're already feeling it, right? Um, so many people are really learning about American history for the first time. Yeah. Um, we are having more conversations in public about um so many of the ills of our, of our history, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and our present and how the systems that are in place uphold a great deal of injustice because they weren't set up for the people. They were set up for, you know, straight white Christian dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, but so now we're going to have to have a reconciliation of, can we expand our system to truly be a democracy? Can we expand our system to truly be for all? Um, and, you know, that, is unlikely to be an easy, quick dynamic. Uh, And we're already seeing families like torn apart. We're already seeing families uh, and friendships just like 
mm-hmm. really struggling with different values. And some of that is simply because everyone's values are coming to the surface. Like right. you know, we're all having a more consequential life in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of that is also because so many of us don't have the tools to deal with conflict. We don't have the tools to deal with um, disagreement. And mm-hmm. so many people's relationships are based on being like, yeah, sure. Until all of a sudden you couldn't say, yeah, sure anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So the potential is that we step into our power without needing it to be a power struggle, without being defensive or having to prove ourselves, which sure. is kind of America's brand, if you think about totally. it. Right? <laughs> totally. Like, I am, I am. Right? Yeah. yeah, and you um, see it come out on like, in, no matter what values someone's trying to uphold, right? It's like, well, I'm, I have the right idea. Even if you truly believe your idea is right, it's like, and you can't have that other idea. It's like, we can't. You can't yeah. grasp that someone does not think about things the way we do. Yeah. It's so it's difficult. Really, it's it's like, I think it is a big part of our culture. And I also yeah. think it's a human problem, uh-huh. but it's going to get worse. Uh-huh. It's not going to get better. And, you know, as we see more domestic terrorism and, you know, we've seen a lot of domestic terrorism in the past few years, um, you know, whether or not that becomes a civil war, TBD, there are, uh, there are several indicators of civil war um, and there are several indicators of global war and neither of those things may happen. Sure. Knock on wood, but hopefully yeah. none of them happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's, it's definitely um, arguable that the history books will look back at the past couple of years and say we're in a civil war, you know, uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, sure. Because a lot of people are really not safe. A lot of people are, you know, having to be, are the victims of violence and are more aware of the violence that could happen to them. And so it's just, it's, we're in a real intense time. And I mean, don't get me started unless you want to get me started. Cause I got a lot of shit to say about it. And, and you know, the Pluto return, whether or not something specifically happens that week of February or that day of February, um, something meaningful will shift. And what, I think is so important. And this is like, you know, I don't know how much you or your listenership care. So tell me to shut up or redirect. But something that's really important is that we are in an election year and um, the chart for the midterm elections is trash. It is like trash with like matches in it and like gasoline on it, just waiting for like somebody to like tap an ash over it. Like it's a terrible chart. And my concern about our democracy and whether or not it can be saved, which, you know, you don't need to be me to, you know, there's sure. sure. talking about that um, is that the risk of the voter turnout being so minuscule is yeah. so high. And if people don't vote, I mean, I, you know, the system may be rigged and the democracy may be rigged, sure. but if people are motivated to participate, they're more, they're going to be more outraged when the system is rigged instead of being like, oh, well, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they move mm-hmm. on with their lives, which is what happens. And it's in any kind of, um, and in, uh, in unjust systems, demoralizing the populace with an onslaught of problems that are a distraction from the biggest problems is super normal. Sure. And we're dealing with it here in this, in this nation. We have been for years. So the, this year, I want to say like in our road to wellness and being more spiritual, spiritually present and empathetic and like finding a way to survive this fucking pandemic. 
Uh, I do think it's also important to stay aware of the news. And I think it's important to stay uh, an active participant because unfortunately, without social pressure, um, the things that we need done won't get done, you mm-hmm. know, and I don't know that with social pressure, it'll happen, but for sure, sure. it won't happen without social pressure. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's like a fun starting point. Um, <laughs> super chill. Not much. I mean, I could say a lot more, but I feel like that was enough. Right. Like that's enough. Yeah. A few questions. No. I got answers maybe. No, I, the, 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 um, the absolute psychopath within me is like, this is good. This is good. Or let it let it fall. Let it burn. Let it consume half the population. Let us crumble so that we can rise from the ashes in our hunter-gatherer society. Okay. Um, but so, you know. Let me speak to that because you are not the fifth person to say that. Like a lot of people say that to me. Tears in Becca's eyes. <laughs> Finally. Here's the problem with that strategy, which I like the vibe. But the problem with that strategy is that there is nothing in its place. If this system burns down, Mm. there is nothing in its place that is good. The thing that is in its place waiting to replace the system, the thing that has been worked very hard on for decades is no bueno. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this is the thing that worries me because I like the energy. I like the vibe of let's burn it all to the ground because the foundation, you know, they say about like a house, like it's got good bones. Sure. 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 You know, good bones. Right, 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 sure. you know? right. The trouble is that none of this is happening. Like just because of COVID or some random sure. act, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. happening by design. And so mm. my, I'm constantly thinking like if, it collapses. What is going to take its place? Sure. And people say also another thing I hear a lot is like, okay, it's the apocalypse. It's not the apocalypse. Yeah. yeah Humans yeah. live through terrible things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's terrible, but it's to think of it as the apocalypse is kind of like what you were just talking about at the beginning where it's like, I want to believe it's going to be over. So sure. calling it the apocalypse is a way of being like, it'll be over instead of I will have to live and grow old through difficult circumstances or terrible yeah. circumstances, which yeah. is, mm-hmm part of reality. I mean, in this country and abroad, like that is yeah. unfortunately the realities for many people. So Not what we can, con- yeah, I was gonna say, so what we can conclude is life is suffering. And yes. Uh, yes. so, yeah. Yeah. Life is suffering. That's yeah. for sure. True. But also, okay. Watch me one, two punch with something positive. Until I'm ready. I love it. <laughs> so we are also going through a Jupiter transit through Pisces. So this happens once every 12 years. And this transit, if you like Google it, uh, the internet astrologers will say, you'll fall in love. You'll, you'll skip into a field and it'll just be filled with puppies and unicorns. Like it's a really good transit. They're, they're exaggerating. That's, it's not that good, but it's really good. It is good for the increasing of empathy or um, mm. deeper spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. It's a really powerful time for the potential for healing and growth. So it is a beautiful transit, which is well-timed because we need more empathy. We need Mm -hmm. more care for ourselves as we're struggling through life and for others. And even for people we really don't like, and we really don't agree with. Right. Yeah. And this transit's very good for that in the spring. um, I believe it's in April, Jupiter and Neptune meet in the sign of Pisces. The last time this happened that they met in the sign of Pisces was 1856. <gasps> it's a long wow. time ago. Whoa. Civil yeah. War. 
Yeah, I was hoping War. you didn't know enough about <laughs> uh, American history to know that instantly. But shit, that's true, too. You brought my two punch up too quick is the problem. Yeah, it's right before the Civil War. Civil War. Um, we try not to talk about that too much, sure, uh, sure, sure, but we can sure, talk sure. about it as much as you like. Sure, but sure. that's yes. But also part of why the Civil War occurred mm-hmm. is because the populace came together to speak out against atrocity. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was an increase in empathy. I was going to leave with that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I was gonna, sorry. Yeah. We'll lead with that instead. <laughs> but you we'll mean, lead with that instead. Yeah. So, no. so the, that's an important piece. Yeah, right? no, I've, I was just going to say, I've noticed so much in some of my close friends and in having conversations and within myself, I've noticed a lot more discernment. So, um, and a lot more discernment about, you know, everything about taking in information from all sources and being like, this doesn't, I don't think this is right. You know, everyone's saying that this is right and that doesn't feel right for me, you know, and like just, just sorting and sifting in yes. a more discerning manner than even like two years ago, you know, like in a short period of time, I've noticed a lot more clarity with um, yeah. people in my life about things. I think there's been, a, we've been in a crash course of mm-hmm. needing to like actually learn how to like move through content and discern what you're reading, discern what you're being shown because we're all feeling this more responsibility for ourselves, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. which is coming out of a lot of suffering, but it's having this really wonderful effect for the people who are doing their best. Right. And, you know, then there are other people who really believe that Nazis live on Mars. Right. That's right. a real thing. Right. Um, right. So, so there's everybody and uh, it's a lot, but you know, this period of 2022 has within it the potential for us to guess I'll say it this way. One way or another, when we're dealing with Pluto, when we're dealing with that Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Pisces, what we're dealing with is the need for catharsis, for transformation and healing. And the thing about the universe, like the thing about like large forces like that, they're not invested if it's like a positive outcome or a negative outcome. You know what I mean? They're Mm -hmm. just invested in transformation. So we will need a radical... Um, transformation of our system and it it will happen. The question is, will it happen in the way we want or will it happen in the way we don't want? And on a more personal level, again, some of that is simply being mirrored in our own lives. It's like, I know I need to change. I know I need to figure this out, but I don't know if I'm going to make it worse or better. I don't Mm -hmm. know if like living with the devil I know is the better devil. Like, I think we're all in our own way struggling with those questions. Mm -hmm. And on top of it, Again, how our friends and family interact with all of this intense shit um, has everything to do with how our relationships with them go, right? Mm -hmm. And so there is a need to be able to have hard conversations and confront things that are uh, maybe buried, you know? You know, I'm having like this imagery as you're saying all this of like, and it's gross, but it's like a, a wound where you're unbandaging it and you've got a raw open wound and it's either going to yes. get infected and really nasty and we're going to need to amputate or <laughs> maybe it will heal and but it needs air to breathe and you need to get it get that raw wound out there. 
It's almost like you've studied Pluto. Like that's got, that's a good Pluto metaphor. It's like the wound that is disgusting, but it has to be, it has to be kind of like, un, like exposed. you need to see it clearly. Yeah. You need to be yeah. exposed in order to be coped with, in order for healing to occur. Um, yeah. Pluto is the planet that governs pooping and coming. It's, <laughs> it's like, and vomiting. It's all the things that are like gross and we are oh, like intense wow. and we don't talk about them. Okay. They're messy, but they're all, really important and really normal parts of human experience. Yeah. So, you know, we can apply that in a lot of ways to, to what's happening in the world and what's happening in our personal worlds. And, um, you know, in terms of Jupiter and Neptune and COVID there's, I, I have a really hard time making a call with this because on the one hand, these transits are lovely. And this is why I am not surprised that scientists and politicians and doctors are saying, yeah, by the spring of 2022, you know, we should be in remission. People, I'm now hearing people say it'll be endemic instead of pandemic. Mm. Um, that would be great. But mm-hmm. as an astrologer, I'm sitting here being like, well, this transit occurs where everything seems ideal, but there's this larger thing happening. I apologize in advance. Um, there's this <laughs> larger thing <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I, you saw me tap the brakes at the beginning. Okay. Um, there's this larger thing happening called uh, Saturn square Uranus. It was happening all last year and it is happening off and on throughout the year. It'll be over December of 2022. And this transit, so I'll describe it and you'll already be able to identify with it because we've already been going through it. It tests our sense of reality. It makes us feel mm. trapped and frustrated. It makes us feel like we want security and stability, but we have to give up something in order to get it. And so, so much of what happened in 2021 was mixed guidance, global mixed guidance around the pandemic. Everyone had to give something up and everyone's frustrated with themselves, but also everyone's frustrated with someone else because I gave up this, but you didn't give up this. And now here we are right? Mm-hmm. Or you made up the pandemic. It's just a bad cold. You're making me, you know, be compromised in all these ways because you're scared of a cold. Sure. I don't believe that. I'm just saying there are many people who do yeah, believe yeah. that. Sure. And this is the transit. It's this sense of, I don't know what's real. I don't know how to find my stability. I want freedom. And on a more social level, it's related to like infrastructure falling apart, right? Like what we saw yeah. in Texas and, um, really all over the world. So we see infrastructure falling apart because it wasn't maintained. So now we have to put money and innovation into our infrastructure. So that shit's going on all throughout 2022 or for the most part of 2022. And the fact that it doesn't end in the spring makes me doubt that we will be chill come summer Uh with COVID. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Because again, we're back to mixed guidance. Again, we're back to having to make compromises to our individuality and our individual desires for the collective, because so much of what COVID measures are about is about not just caring about what is like your own personal safety. It's about understanding that it's global. So Mm -hmm. it mutates here, it mutates everywhere, even places without the vaccine. So it's a hot mess. uh, And also uh, Jupiter and Neptune could bring this stroke of luck where we have, maybe it, it is or isn't, um, endemic, but we get like better drugs and more vaccines, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's so many things that could happen that would be really positive and lovely. And I imagine many of them will. 
And also, it doesn't look like it's over this year. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I would like to be wrong about every negative thing I say and write about every positive thing I say. That's the dream. Um, But I I have adjusted my expectations to for sure uh, be dealing with COVID this time uh, next year. Well, and I assume... Um, also, even if like COVID is coming to an end, the, all of the repercussions from COVID are obviously yeah. not going to end. There's been severe yeah. economic re- repercussions the way corporate, you know, we've seen it all yeah. with corporations profiting more in, you know, just p- pricing things up with excuses about, you know, supply chain issues and all of that. There's going to be like, obviously far reaching consequences, even if, the, yeah. even if yeah. it's, it is over in three months or whatever. Yeah. And, and I think... If it's over in three months here, it doesn't yeah. mean it's over in three months elsewhere, sure. which is sure. where it comes right. back sort of thing. Sure. The other thing about this is, um, well, okay, I, I don't need to get into that. This is, I don't want to be a total boner. Okay. The other thing I can say is what we're dealing with is, um, how will I say this? What we're dealing with is an opportunity to become essentially more empathetic and more caring. Yeah. When I say that, I always want to specify it both has to be towards ourselves and towards others. Mm -hmm. And I think depending on your nature and the circumstances of your life, most people are either, I care about everyone but me, or I really just focus on me. And so whoever, like whatever camp each of us as individuals falls into, we need to work on getting more balance with our empathy and our care. and so we'll see that both on individual levels and uh, as societies. And in the context of individuality, you know, we both have like self-care wellness podcasts where we talk about life in a really personal way and mm-hmm. how we, you know, how we like ride the tides. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. within the wellness world, I think we have more responsibility than we've ever had because it used to just be religion. Um, would speak to people, but we live in a brand new world and how we access spirituality and wellness comes from so many things that are sometimes alongside religion and sometimes instead of religion. Mm -hmm. And this is a new kind of a collective form of of spirituality and spiritual self-awareness and connection to God or the universe that hasn't existed en masse the way it does. And I imagine that this year we'll see Um, kind of like greater presentations of it. Mm. And within that, we do have more responsibility, like people who have put out that kind of content, but also when we consume it, and that's what you were talking about, about, um, you know, like if you're going to read an article or if you're going to like take news from an Instagram influencer, yeah, cross-reference that shit. Like think about it critically. Like don't believe everything you hear, read, see, you know, we all have to work on that because, Conspirituality is a thing, you know, it's a very big thing. It's interesting because we are living in a new era now where um, we can get our information. I, I just had such a weird parallel in my head, but like, okay, so since media and Hollywood and all of that first became like a big thing, right? You know, all of that, whatever. When, whenever in the 20th century, that was really a thing, you know, radio shows, TV shows, movies, all of that. This is like the first time in the last several years where like Hollywood or whatever, don't have the only stake in the game when it comes to like entertaining Mm -hmm. people. 
and informing people. And I almost, I don't know why I thought this parallel is so weird, but remember the story of like Martin Luther and how like the, uh, the, the church used to have to interpret the Bible for the people and they weren't able to like read it for themselves and how that was like a major shift in religion where Martin Luther was like, no, you know, like you guys are not going to interpret the Bible anymore. Like everyone has to do it for themselves. And it's kind of interesting. We're going through like a similar transition in terms of like entertainment and media in our country right now. And I thought that was interesting that you just talked about the way people are like, that's that's our religion, but it's so individual in a way that it like never really has been in the past hundred years. That's such a good point. It's, it's like, we have a greater need for responsible journalism, but we have millions of amateur journalists, <laughs> you know what I mean? Whether or not they call themselves that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, every election people DM me on social media and ask me where to vote, you know? And it's like, I am your astrologer. I mean, I'm grateful that people, you know, would talk sure. to me about that kind of stuff, but also that's like, as a society, not what we should be doing. You right. know what I mean? Like, that's not really, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. So it's really, it is fascinating. And it's also democratizing. Right. And that's happened within my industry of astrology. There's it's such a diverse industry now, all of a sudden, and only because the gatekeepers are not necessary. Right. Like we mm-hmm. can self-publish, self-promote, and that's new. And good time gal that I am. Uh, <laughs> that brings me to another interesting point, which is we are gearing up for the first Saturn return of the internet. Whoa. <gasps> right. Wow. Right. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's Big very deal. interesting. So the the internet is um is just in the like couple year period leading up to its exactitude. And I think we talked about the, the sudden return on the show the first time, maybe. Yes. Right? Yes. So just very brief refresher, about two years leading up to the event. We feel like we're running out of time. Things start to get serious. You start dealing with all the things that aren't working in your life. Um, same thing with the Saturn return of the, of the internet, which will be in, uh, I believe, I don't remember if it starts this year. It might be in 2023, but we were feeling it last year and this year. And as such, uh, one of the like inventors of the internet was like, this, I regret it. This is terrible. We have block, we have like web three building. We've got blockchain becoming a thing. Don't get me started on, on NFTs. I just refuse. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, all of this shit is happening while legislation has not kept up with protecting our civil liberties. We've had, you know, the big stuff with Facebook come out, like all these revelations from all these big, like kind of giants on the internet and then nothing happens. Right. Mm -hmm. So Saturn is so much about consequences because so much of our lives happens online, um, for better and for worse. Right. And, this is building up. I imagine sometime in the next three years, we're going to start seeing serious studies about the effects of being online the way we are. And maybe like the EMFs or like whatever it is that we're constantly um, having in our bodies, because that's how Saturn in Aquarius retro, uh, returning to the internet will work. Um so it's really fucking fascinating. Wow. Um, and I think like what you're doing of taking a, a what's it called? A uh, cleanse on social media. So important. I mean, I don't do it, but it's very important and healthy. And I think also being away from devices in general, like not sleeping with devices in a room, I'm, yeah. a, I'm going off on a tangent a little sure, bit. Sure. Sure. No, we have to relate to the fact that for the first time in human history, our devices don't turn off. They yeah. do listen to us. They do record us. They do follow us everywhere we go. 
and we haven't adjusted. Mm -hmm. And we have to, if no one's going to look out for us, we do have to take individual personal responsibility to safeguard ourselves against mental and emotional deterioration and physical too. Yes. hundred percent. And this is where like, you know, there's so many, like, it's just so not sexy. Unfortunately talking about net neutrality is it's, almost as boring as talking about NFTs, which I will do both of those things. But um, the, <laughs> sorry. Um, but I, I think like there's organizations like Fight for the Future. Um, I think, can't think of all the names right now. I'm very bad at names, but there's a bunch of organizations out there who are trying to fight for net neutrality and civil liberties for people on the internet, mm-hmm. but they're just so not sexy that people yeah. don't really talk about it. It's hard to learn about it. Right. Um, yeah. Well, Anyways, so th- those things are happening. I feel like there's something else happening this year, but is it good? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it could be, it could be terrible. I don't know. So uh, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I'm pulling it up. I got, I got all the notes of the world. Um, and see if there's something I, I feel like there must be. Oh, well, yeah, you don't need to know about that. That's not great. <laughs> you know, I'll just say, uh, hey, you know, what's really important <laughs> is that we uh, take care of ourselves and others. <laughs> yes, I can do it. <laughs> Oh my God. Hey, oh, no. you know, it's, it's all, yeah, I'll be, I'll be the annoying one. It's say, all in perspective though. Right. I mean, there's always something there. There is always in any terrible thing that's happened in my life there. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that anything happens for a reason. I'm not saying that I hate that, mm-hmm. but you know, I've been doing a lot of reflecting about certain things and I'm like, wow, well, you know, it has made me who I am and while I'd rather not experience this or that like it has led me you know God blessed the broken road and brought me here so to quote rascal flats so you know (laughs) God bless the broken road America (laughs) I wear my t-shirt yeah I do it I do it but I I think it's a good attitude I think you know at this stage of the pandemic at this stage of the climate crisis it's not about, oh my God, what am I going to do? The sky is falling. Oh my God, is the sky really right. falling? Right. It's about being like, okay, the sky is falling. Mm-hmm. Who am I going to be in this climate? Like, who am, how am I going to live? What choices mm-hmm. are, am I going to make? I think we need to step into a more um, empowered place where we recognize our agency and our privileges and our power, because every single one of us has at least some of those things, mm-hmm. if not all of those things. And um you know, within that, it's a, it's a lot of making choices. Mm. And so my hope this year is that more of us think about boundaries and humility and responsibility, you know? And I know, again, it's almost as unsexy as net neutrality and NFTs, but, uh, it's still a really important thing to do. And I think, especially for those of us who are trying to take accountability for ourselves and like, yeah. you know, be the change in the world or whatever, uh, it's where we are, you know, it's yeah. just where we are. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a little on the heavy side. Um, but I'm smiling broadly at you and I just <laughs> come out of something positive. I could. But you know, that's, that's the broad strokes of astrology. And then we have life. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, 
and you know, I will say that like the f- fire and difficult things are clarifying. And like, I feel like, yeah. you know, truths do come to light. And even if they're just individual and personal truths and kind of like that open wound, like, you know, you're going to deal with shit that hasn't been dealt with and needs to be done. I don't know. So yeah. mm-hmm. I guess. And the spirituality piece is super interesting to me too, because we were talking about this recently. It's almost like, I know for us personally, like almost everyone in our life just separately has been kind of on this wavelength in the past few months where there is this like desire and curiosity for spirituality and like yearning for this thing. And, you know, including a lot of us, hi, hello, who like, you know, ran from religion. And so in obviously religion and spirituality, quite, quite different, you know, can different definitions, but I, you know, was pushing away from that. I know myself for a while post leaving the church and, myself and the people around me who had that similar experience all of a sudden there's kind of this feeling of like a desire for a personal rebirth with this concept of spirituality and like what that actually looks like actively and rediscovering like oneself Mm -hmm. like I love that so that's all good it is great and it's right on time because Jupiter went into Pisces in December, I believe. So you were feeling it as we hit those late degrees of Aquarius. And I think the potential for healing is always, it's it's there, you know, mm-hmm. and it's really just about being invested in finding the right tools, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that that takes discernment and, and a willingness to like experiment with that stuff and to be wrong, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we should, you know, yeah. make make admitting that you're wrong popular. You know, I just feel like it's really hard. It's hard to be humble and be like, yeah, I fucked it up and I learned from it and I hope to not fuck it up again. Mm -hmm. Like let's hold space for people doing that is is my hope. Um, and it is possible under these transits, you know, I, I think unfortunately we're really big on blaming and shaming people in public. Um, Mm -hmm. and it just means that we have a society of people who aren't being authentic in public because they're scared. Um, and you know, as a spiritual person, I'm not, about, I'm not about that. So it's about, you know, recognizing people's efforts and changes and giving yourself space to make effort and change. And it's, that's a huge part of spirituality for me. It's not about yeah. making excuses. It's not about getting like somebody to like pat you on the back and be like, God's cool with it. Don't worry. Like I'm not, that's not, I'm not a fan of that myself. Although I respect that some people are into that. It's about like, how are you going to grow from your experience? How are you going to learn? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are going in that direction and have been for the last two years. And really. I think also, like you said, making choices too, right? And and sometimes that takes a sermon where you're like, you know what? I really thought about this and like, I, I don't feel like, the, you know, I, maybe I don't feel like this is wrong or maybe I don't feel like this is right. And making that personal choice for yourself. You don't have to broadcast it, but you know, sitting yeah. and sifting and uh, yeah, Matt, I like, I like that. Yeah. I like that. All right. One more pause. Listen, when it comes to creating your dream living space, it can be a bit overwhelming, but the longer I've had my own home, the more I realize that's really 
all in the details. Small upgrades, unique touches are what make your home yours. Uh, whenever I need to give one of my rooms a refresh, the first place I turn to always is Article. They make home decorating easier than I ever thought it could be. Oh my gosh, you guys know we love Article here at Chatty Broads mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons, really. From start to finish, Article makes the entire process of home decor and furniture shopping a breeze instead of sorting through thousands of pages of home decor online or driving to dozens of stores looking for those perfect special pieces. Article gives you the best to both worlds because they combine the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. I have trouble finding items that go together sometimes when there are so many options out so there. Many. It's very overwhelming. But Article's team of designers focuses on few design aesthetics so you can easily just mix and match pieces to create the perfect cohesive look in your home. It doesn't matter if it's a throw pillow or a side table. All of my pieces from Article always get so many compliments. But the best part is they don't cost nearly as much as people mm. think they do by looking at them because they're so beautiful. But Article sells their pieces at fair prices. In fact, when you shop at Article, you'll say, up to 30% over traditional retail uh, prices because they cut out the middleman by selling directly to their customers and then pass those savings right back on to you. How amazing is that? Amazing. Amazing. Article's offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Go to article.com slash chatty. The discount's going to be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash chatty. You'll get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Well, Broads, if you know anything about me, you know that I love a pair of balls. (laughs) What can I say? You know, it's my thing. We all know this about me. But something that is very important for me before I dive into that fun is that those balls are trimmed, clean, delightful, and smelling nice. So thank God for balls. That is a must. It's no secret that that area is one of the most... I'm getting nauseous about to say this. <laughs> Odor-prone areas of the body. Mm-hmm, it is. And a breeding ground for bacteria Lots. on top of it all. <laughs> but Ballsy makes quality, long-lasting products formulated to keep them fresh, comfortable, and confident. I didn't know balls could be confident, but oh, now they can. They are after Ballsy. And don't think for one second that Ballsy is just trimmers. They've got downstairs covered with a wash, a spray, and more. And Ballsy is only made from the good stuff like essential oils and plant extracts, no sulfates, parabens, synthetic dyes, and of course, no testing on animals either. What better gift this Valentine's Day than a gift that benefits benefits both you and I? Am mm-hmm. I right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I got one for Evan a hot minute ago, and we are both loving it. Uh, Ballsy's ball-focused hygiene practices will improve the daily comfort, skin health, and keep him smelling incredible. I love that. I'm going to continue to use that. <laughs> Try the Sack Pack. It is the ultimate trifecta of products specifically formulated to take care of his most prized possessions or not sure where to start. Take their quiz to get a customized system with over 200,000 satisfied customers and a 30 day money back guarantee. You've got to buy Ballsy for the balls in your life. OK, I'm telling you this. It is amazing stuff. So keep the funk off your man's junk oh, right yeah. now. If you go to ballwash.com. And put in promo code CHATTYBROADS20, you'll receive 20% off. That's 20% off plus free shipping when you go to ballwash.com and put in promo code CHATTYBROADS20. And wow, props to them for getting that that uh, website domain. Um, okay, can you talk about us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that's way like fun. more fun. Can I screen share your charts? Sure. Yes. Sure. Does that sound fun? Okay, I think sure. I can. Okay. Um, no. I cannot. It's, okay, it was, that's, that's it's okay. And then taking it away. Hold do, on. Do do so. So riddle me this. Do I just like all of this because I'm a I'm a, like a 
the Aquarius is in my chart. Is that why I'm like, I, I, yeah, like, you are I, love, Aquarius. I like all this. You've got sun and rising <laughs> mm-hmm. in Aquarius. And, but you also have a stellium in the, in the 12th house and you have Saturn in Pisces intercept your first house. Also Jupiter on the rise. So you, these, all of these things, basically Jupiter in Sagittarius on the midheaven makes you lucky professionally. Uh, it gives you great luck. Like it's just right place, right time, right connections. Um, not that you don't have to work for it, but things really just flow your way. Um, and on a spiritual level for you, you always have a sense of being guided you always have. And you also were raised with the belief that you were guided. And so it's like kind of an easy connection in that regard. There's ways that it's not. Yeah. Um, and for you having your spirituality be an important piece of your career is just written. So mm. whether that means it's what you talk about or it's what guides you and like holds you up and motivates you, um, then having a stellium means you have three or more planets in a given sign or house. You have got uh, four planets in the 12th house and the 12th house is the place of the subconscious it's the place of um spirituality not religion um and when i say spirituality it's like somebody with this much uh activity in their 12th house often is like a uh an empath or uh, what the internet calls an hsp a highly sensitive Mm. person i had to look it up but i learned it um it gives you incredible sensitivities that for you function both um, you're sensitive to like collective energies, but also um, like personal stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your interest in alternative spirituality is what is written in your chart. When we look to the sun uh, rising in Aquarius, yes, it becomes a little more interesting that you would be, you know, drawn to astrology and like, kind of more uh like aliens i bet you're into alien do you like aliens are you a fan no oh great i'm not a fan of aliens myself either but <laughs> a lot of aquarians are like aquarius <laughs> is all about that um the the thing about your chart that is interesting in this regard and you just tell me to shut the fuck up if you'd like but oh, what's never. interesting in this regard is that you have a your the neptune uranus conjunction in capricorn that your generation has um and uh you've got Saturn in Pisces intercept the first. And so were you also raised evangelical? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what your experience of, of it was at the time, uh, but what it looks like is there's a lot of fear-based um, ideologies that like kept you in place, like rules or, mm-hmm. or beliefs that kept you in place. Does that make sense to you from your experience? Ish. Uh-huh. You're, you're pre-set and return, aren't you? Yes, you're pre-set and return. I will have this conversation with you again after the age of 33, and we will see where it goes. Not saying that you'll change your mind, but this is how astrology works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the way that we, the way that astrology works is the way that life works. It's like getting older is like walking up a mountain in a zigzag. And at every station, you look back and you have a different perspective on what's behind mm-hmm, you. Sure. So it mm-hmm. looks differently, literally. Sure. Um, so anyways, all that said, those placements will give you a desire for morality, structure, um, and like reality affirmingness, I guess is really what it is, um, through spirituality, which more conventionally comes from religion. Uh, mm-hmm. than it does from spirituality. Mm-hmm. So it does give you a strong vibe for 
the uh, structure and the, the community and connection that comes with religion. Um, does, that, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I always say that I miss that about church. I'm like, ugh, I just miss everyone being together. I miss having a network of people and just like yeah. trust amongst this network and being a child amongst so many other children and families is so, mm-hmm. I that's something that I really miss. I'm not surprised. It's a society, it's a community, and there are rules. Mm-hmm. And this place you go to, this church, is the rule is everyone is kind. Everybody's empathetic. Whether or not it's true, that's the that's the belief system you grew up with. Right, like right, you believe right. that was happening around you. Right. You might look back and be like, wait a minute, that person sure. was lying. Sure, but sure. that's that's the beauty of religion when it There's works. a communal agreement of like, this is how we're all going to do things. Yeah. 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 This is what's right. And this is what's wrong. And yeah. within that, there's safety. There's a lack of conflict, which is two really big things for you. Um, but there's also a sense of like, I know what the assignment is. Sure. You leave the religion, you know, you leave so many conventional parts of society and all of a sudden, what's the damn assignment? Like you have to give yourself the assignment right? oh, yeah. within church, within, you know, conventional choices, so many conventional choices. Um, the assignment is written. Right. And that's very reassuring. And I think that for you, probably aligning yourself, you know, maybe at some point in your life with a spiritual community that better reflects your needs for freedom and Mm -hmm. autonomy, as well as your values is going to be the thing that really serves you because you do like that kind of community. Like that's why I like, that's why I like school too. I love college. Like I love the, we're all, we're all agreeing to be here and sit here and try to get from point A to point B and learning about something and achieving something and completing something. And I find it very difficult to be, um, maybe other people wouldn't say this, but for myself, I find it difficult to be personally motivated to achieve the same kind of things alone versus with like a collective group. Okay. So fun fact, as I look upon your chart, I got words for that because- Okay. So, and this is again, a conversation I wish we were having during your Saturn return and you're not there yet, but um, the thing about the way your chart is written is that you are motivated. You're 100% of the time motivated. I challenge you to find a moment that you're not motivated. She's speaking facts. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you very much. But what it is, is that you don't center your own felt experience in your motivations. You've got Mm. so many motivations good motivations, but they're not really about like, I've taken the time to sit with myself for myself and to really reflect on what I truly want and need. Because the reason why you you don't do it at the level I'm talking about is because when you do it, you hit sadness before you Mm -hmm. find any answers. Mm -hmm. And it looks like the way you were raised was that sadness was like something you shouldn't be. Like you, you mm. shouldn't be sad. I don't know if you were supposed to pray it away. I don't know if you were just supposed to be a nice girl. Like, I don't know what it was, but when you hit into this kind of sadness, it's like a existential weariness. It's mm. like a depressive form of sadness. Um, that Saturn in Pisces is so, oh God. It's like uh, your feelings get really like soggy. Sure. Um, and that, is really hard for every other part of your chart. 
every other part of your personality is like, no, we don't have time for that. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do something else. Mm. So this thing is Uh, I'm so, and yeah, it's true. And I'm so annoyed by other people too. I'm like, all right, let's look at the positive side of it so we Uh can keep moving here, Mm -hmm. people. Because for me, like that kind of like sadness or depression or grief is, I guess, associated with stagnation. And I'm like, let's keep it moving, people. We're we're burning daylight here. Come on. Yeah. Let's get back on the program. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you were raised. And there's good reason for it, you know, in your family to have that attitude, like you're reacting to something. And also, and again, I apologize because I, I really feel like the old lady that I am saying this to you, but at a certain point, your progress will become capped. If you don't have the capacity to be in the emotions that it's, if you think of it this way, Mm. so like if you, in dream interpretation, when you dream about a house, it's meant to represent your subconscious from that idea of thinking about our consciousness. When we have difficult emotions, sadness, rage, uh, whatever, right. Any kind of emotions that we're just like, I'm not supposed to feel those feelings. Imagine it as that sadness gets lodged in the doorway of a room of yourself or consciousness. And until you move through that or remove it, depending on what it is. And in the case of sadness, it's always moved through it. um, You won't get to know what's in the room. You won't have access to those parts of yourself. And this is a big part of why when people come out of the closet, all of a sudden they're like, I didn't know I could sing. Like, you know, people, <laughs> when we, when we stop Beautiful. evading core pieces of ourselves, we inevitably found other pieces that we didn't realize were connected. And we all of a sudden have access to them and things open up dramatically. Um, so that's the, the thing about when I look at your chart, your spirituality is that Ultimately, it has to be practical. It has to be related to community and safety and morality, ethics. Like those things are key to you. Mm-hmm. But my like hope for you is that it's also a tool and motivation for giving yourself permission and space to be in all the emotions and understanding that they're all progress. Um, and that this, what looks like stagnation is sometimes just fucking stagnation, but sometimes what looks like stagnation is choosing to be present in difficult emotions that don't have a solution. Mm. And this is part of why older people are boring because older people are like, yeah, I've suffered enough. Uh, my twenties, my thirties, ouch, ouch, ouch. And now I'm in my forties, my fifties, my sixties. And I'm just going to sit with myself more. Mm. Um, That is part of why so many older people are just less externally motivated, socially motivated. Um, At least that's my take on it as an astrologer. There's other reasons, of course. But um, this is like the gift of this period because Jupiter in Pisces this year is crossing your Saturn. So you're already feeling this stuff. You're already feeling this, like, I guess you already named it. That's how we started talking about this, this sense of awareness of like, I want to step into my spirituality in a new way. Um, the other thing is that. Uh, Lay it on me. Lay <laughs> it on me, you. Jessica. You. You're going to. Okay. So professional development. Chuck, yes, shall happen. Cool opportunities are coming your way. Are you guys doing a TV show? You're doing like a video? You're doing a YouTube something? What, what are you doing? No, I mean, we can. 
Are you offering? (laughs) We'll take it. You wouldn't want that offer from me. I would be like, (laughs) what button do I press on the YouTube? No, you don't want that. Uh, No, no, nothing in particular. It's not a plan. plan. Is that something you want to do? Sure. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if an opportunity came your way or uh, I'm imagining in what's a classic you style is like an idea comes your way that you turn into an opportunity. Mm. Um, So that could totally happen. It would happen quick, you know, easy come, easy go stuff. Um, Hold on, hold on, hold on. So you have human babies, right? Yes. Births from the body. Are you planning on having more? Eventually. Not this year. No. But you Thank know you. how you 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 know how to stop that from happening, right? Yeah, and we're not that good at it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we're not that good yeah. at it. Yeah, no, no, you're not good at it. I mean, listen, I look upon your chart and I see you're good at so many things. Boundaries, no, mm. not as much. So that's what it is. It's it's like embodying your boundary with your behavior, because I agree this is not a great year for bringing in a new baby um, for you because you are going through such intense spiritual development. Yeah. I we don't want, I don't want to deal with that shit. I don't need more sleep deprivation. No, Fuck it. You don't. Yeah. Agreed. Also, when I look at your chart, it looks like your family's happy. Yeah. Sure. So bringing in a, a, a new person into no, a family. I don't, is gonna, yeah. No, don't want so, it. I reject okay. it. <laughs> so let me say before we rebuke it too hard that to truly rebuke a thing, which is a word I re- re- recently learned, which I'm guessing you both know because you're Christian. Yeah, but, no, no. Uh, yeah definitely. <laughs> I am all about rebuking things. Like I'm very, very into it. Mm-hmm. I don't usually rebuke in public, but I'm happy to. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That said, if you are truly rebuking it, then you've got to follow through with the actions, you know? So to my way of thinking about that, there's so many ways of, of doing it. Do all do do one of them. I would do a set and forget if I were you. You know what I mean by a set and mm, forget? Mm, yeah. Mm. Do you? Or am I being weird? What, like an IUD? IUD, a pill, an IUD. You could also have him get a vasectomy. Those things are reversible. That's th- we've we've talked. We've actually really talked about that because I actually for my spirituality really like being connected to my cycle and like being really intensely connected with it. And so that's important for me. And we've talked about the vasectomy actually. And people are always like, oh, if you want to have more kids, don't do it. But I was kind of like, let's do it. Do it. Also, if we can, if we can freeze our eggs, can't we freeze their sperm? Isn't that yeah, a damn totally, thing? Isn't totally, that like, yeah. you totally can. It's a very easy thing. You can. Yeah, you, you can. Yeah. I'll, put, so, I'll put it in the freezer yeah, just tonight. Put it in the freezer. Yeah, we'll just in we'll some take it. ice cube <laughs> trays. We'll pop one out and stick it up my vagina when we're yeah. t- ready Next for number time three. Someone's over, just be like, don't drink that. <laughs> okay, nope, that is how I know you're turning into a medical podcast, and I'm into it. You know, what <laughs> yeah, yeah, just free yeah, medical yeah. advice. For the oh, people. you know us. We are really good. <laughs> our listeners, our digest. listeners know <laughs> excellent medical advice. Always, always yeah. very <laughs> accurate. Yeah. The, the ice cube method, tried and true, peer reviewed. That's true. Uh, okay, maybe. Yeah, not. okay, okay. But that's good. That's good to know. I would make him get a vasectomy. Yeah. You could also, you know, just stop having sex. Yeah. These are all of your options. And I think when talking about vasectomies, it's good to keep on the table not having sex because uh, it's motivational, you know, for everybody. So, sure. uh, yeah. You know. I love the way you think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. I like that. Okay, that's, that's good to know. I'm making a mental note of that, though. For Please. Real do because you've got your ovulation is shifting this year um so it's it could happen more likely is the most general way i'll put it um yeah i know sorry sorry you've referred 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Very fertile. The moon right on the fifth house cusp, which tends to uh, coincide with being very fertile. Um, Okay. Now let me see if there's something else I was supposed to tell you about your chart. Do you have any specific questions? Um. Yeah, I guess it's just curious more about like personal development stuff and yeah, the career stuff is boring. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I guess just personal stuff. I so oh oh you'll love this you'll love this. So at the beginning of the year we pulled tarot cards for our year for twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two kind of like past and then kind of future kind of thing. Future, I like it. Um, and my card was uh, what was it? It's like the it's what was it again? Was it uh, something of cups? And it's someone someone's walking away from the cups. It's like eight of cups, eight of cups, eight of cups. I got the eight of cups. That in this I in the the deck that I use, the Eight of Cups card is the Saturn and Pisces card. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. So, which is what you have and what I've been talking to you about. Wow. Yeah, I love the tarot. I love yeah, it. So, yeah, I, so I got that. So I, we are when we were reading about it and stuff in the podcast. I was like, "Yep, this is the year of." Um, it's just got a lot of. Seems like it's a lot of inner stuff. Kind of having well, to do with good old me. More with what deck were you using? Do you mind if I ask? Uh, you know? Just the original Rider Waite. Okay. Deck. So, okay. So, the thing I love about that card is that what it really is trying to get you to do is have discernment and boundaries, which mm. is literally the only things we've been talking about, right? Yeah. Um, so, it's about having discernment and boundaries because the reason why the Eight of Cups happens is because, okay, so I teach Terrell, my Patreon. I don't know if you know this about me, but. Yes. Um, so the journey from the seven to the eight in the cups is the, let's go back a step. The journey from the six to the eight. Okay. This is crazy yeah. too, because the the past several months before this, I was constantly pulling sixes and sevens, constantly sure yeah. sixes and yeah. sevens of wands, wands and pentacles in particular, constantly yeah. getting the sixes and sevens. So the six is when you are all fucking good. There is symmetry in the world. You're feeling good. Things are moving in the direction you want. There's a sense of like, yes, you're saying yes. The world is saying yes, six. And then seven comes. And in particular on the Rider Waite deck, um, it's, it's uh, it, it, yeah. Anyways, the seven comes. And the seven is, you've been burning the candle at both ends. A, uh, the seven says, Oh, so you think you can scroll on your phone through social media until 2 a.m. and then have a good day at work and not murder your family. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like the seven of cups is just like you have been overindulging in something and, you know, it, you're starting to feel it. You're starting to be, you're feeling it emotionally. And then the eight comes and the eight is you had no boundaries, girl. You had no boundaries and now you feel terrible and you've got a mess to clean up. Mm-hmm. And it's like cleaning up cobwebs. It's sticky. You know what I mean? It's like a sticky card. And so that journey is of going from like, I feel good to the consequences of not saying I feel good. And this is the best time to figure out my boundaries and my needs and to follow through. Right. It's and maybe this is enough. Chase that good feeling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You chase the good feeling to, to a place where it's pleasure instead of joy mm-hmm. joy is healthy and life affirming and pleasure yeah. comes and goes sometimes yeah. it's way better than than uh joy and i think we need pleasure but yeah. in the journey of the cards that's like if this is your year it's about really dealing with the consequences of not having in place emotional boundaries spiritual boundaries so that um 
you only realize that you're unhappy once you're like chin deep, mm-hmm. right? It's like hard to keep your head above water. Yeah. And that is literally like the six, seven, eight transition for me is literally like 2020 was the six for me. And the, the seven was 2021. And the, the eight, it's like that completely reflects are. those years for me. And it's really good that that's very affirming because um, the beginning of this year after taking my little break, I was like, you know, I do a lot of uh, brand deals on my Instagram and stuff. And I was had this pretty rigorous schedule through 2021. And I decided, you know, I'm like, I'm actually going to do I told my management, I'm like, I'm going to do half the ads I've been doing, you know, half. And they're like, OK, you. cool. And they're like super they're super supportive super awesome about it but like i also have a sense of peace knowing like this is gonna the quality of my work is going to be better i'm going to be less stressed and like this is like other people might be like what the fuck are you doing but like i know it's gonna be Mm -hmm. way better Mm -hmm. i agree completely so so we have to leave room you know we have to leave room for all manner of things spontaneity space for discomfort, that's really what it's about. And the eight of cups emerges when you haven't left that space. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, all these unintended consequences start to build up and and get sticky. So it's exactly as you should be doing. There's one last thing I can tell you about astrologically. Yeah, yeah. Um, Neptune is squaring your moon. This transit does suck a Mm. little bit. Um, It's excellent for spiritual development. But it's it, it teaches us the need for boundaries by being in emotionally intense situations where we're dealing with the consequences of not having them or having them crossed. Yeah. This is part of why I told you to, you know, uh, like get that IUD snip snip oh. for the hubby um, because the Neptune square to the moon in particular because of where the moon is placed in your birth chart can put you in a position of an unplanned pregnancy that feels really bad to you to Mm. have to make choices around. So Mm. I emphatically state, so sorry, hold on. I emphatically state, you know, do whatever you got to do. That's that's, Um, yeah. yeah. And it's funny when you said that too, in my head, I was like, ding family. When you're talking about that stuff, I'm like, ding family. It's family family for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Family origin, chosen family. doesn't matter. It's just family. And you know, you may also have one of your children may have like uh, some sort of, you know, issue that makes it harder for you to focus on yourself. So it could be like mm. they have a bad year of sleep. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It could just be dealing with COVID restrictions. Um, so sorry. Uh, but <laughs> these things can yeah. also happen because, again, it requires boundaries in an impossible situation. Yeah. Um, wow. And so this is where when when we're in impossible. Right. Situation- I'm like boundaries, kids. Sorry. <laughs> Mama's not going to be around tonight. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. like, you can, yeah. Yeah. Not doing that. They love that. Kids respond yeah. really well to that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that's like one of their specialties. It's, yeah. Yeah, they have a reputation. Like, oh, we respect yeah. that. Thank you so much. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, okay. you know, in that kind of a situation where technically you can't do anything, that's when we turn to spirituality, yeah. right? That's when we want to find a spiritual motivation for, for making peace with the choices we have to make, even the shitty ones yeah. and finding ways of coping and supporting ourselves. Right. Like that, again, it's, it's the work. And so that's going to be the next two years for you. And, nice, nice, and how, nice. how old are your kids? Uh, about to be, th- about to be three and uh, one and a half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
That's uh, what it does. I mean, it just makes sense in terms of like the, because this is a two-year period, your kids are going to be hitting those age, that those ages. They're, they're not old enough to be vaccinated. I don't know what mm-hmm. your feelings about vaccines mm-hmm. are, but I'm going to make assumptions. Um, uh, they're, they're too young to be vaccinated. So like playing with other kids, having yeah. a certain kind of like motion in the world is restricted. Um, and, you know, over time that might be more difficult as they're older and more vocal and they're terrible twosing on you or whatever. Yeah. I love the twos. Yeah. I don't know why we call it terrible. It's a I do know why we no, call it terrible. No, you know what it you know what it is? It's the three nager that the is three is rough. Out. Yeah, yeah. I love the twos. Starting the three's come tough. Out. <laughs> the th- see, I I I really just think if you're gonna have a two two-ish and a three-ish at the same time, yeah, that could be your damn transit. Doesn't have to be anything yeah, more. Sure. So yeah, again, this sure. is where spirituality needs to be a part of your, mm. your structure. And you know, church or no church, this isn't the time for like in-person large sure, sure. community anyways. But, but I think that for you, that's probably going to be like a really fortifying mm-hmm. approach. Yeah. So, you know, that is what's happening. And, um, okay. Last yeah. question. Last question I have. If, is there, is there something that, um, I want you to give me like something to remember this year, like a reminder, you know, like a caution kind of like that this just keep this in mind. Like, can I throw, can I give you a a card for the year? Yes. Okay. So uh, this is the, um, the Alistair Crawley deck. It's the Thoth deck. Um, and this is my favorite deck because it uses astrology symbols in it. Cool. And all of the, the cards were um, hand painted by a woman that I think was in a relationship with Alistair Crawley. Um, he was a Satanist, not always a great guy, but um, here we go. Hold on. Say your full name out loud. Rebecca Helena Martinez. Is that your maiden or married name? Maiden. Oh, okay, great. Thanks. Okay. Just for those at home, what I do is I shuffle the cards. I use a Vegas style shuffle because I'm like, I'm that bitch. Like you don't have to. Uh, uh, and sorry. Uh, then with my left hand, I cut the deck into three piles. Cutting the deck into three piles with the left hand is a way of like using the intuition to just further move mm, the deck along. Like then I put it back together and then I put, ooh, hey girl. Uh, that's the Whoa, lust card. Um, so the lust card in the Rider Weight okay. deck is the strength card. Mm. Um, and so we have in this card, you can see the same, a similar iteration. I don't know how well you know the Rider Weight, but um, Not super well. She's it's a like a, a laden lady, lady, lady maiden with a tiger or a lion, right? Behind her. In this, we have a naked woman mm. um, with her head thrown back in ecstasy and she's got the this three-headed lion by its tongue. So this is about like, this card is very much about abandonment and self-possession and power and strength. Um, so it is not, people see this card and they're like, I'm going to have sex. And yes, <laughs> it can be sex for sure. But that's not I'm like, I'm going to get it's... my two new boyfriends. <laughs> yes. yes! <laughs> uh, don't worry. We won't tell anyone. It's no one will hear this at all. So it'll be totally, totally secret. But this card is a fertility card in all sense of the word. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't do it. You do it. You do it. Um, It's okay. It's okay. But it's also like fertility for like projects and for like your development and for your, your energy in the world. Um, And it's a really nice resource when you're in your eight of cups. Mm -hmm. Remember 
that you have agency and you have power and that you actually really enjoy using it. Mm. So even if the choices you have aren't great, making choices is great mm-hmm. for you. Yes. Oh, this, I Ooh. feel this one. 100%. Just the other night, actually, I was sitting, I've started like writing again, which is something that I used to do. And I've started just really getting into it again. And the other night I was like sitting because we were watching Game of Thrones. And I was like, I don't even want to be watching TV. Like TV is a waste of time. I get very caught up in shoulds, which has to do with the morality. Like you're talking about, like I should be doing something else than this. Like I should be outside. I should be working on my projects. And so I was just like, oh, why am I sitting watching Game of Thrones? Like I hate this. I don't want to, why are we watching TV? And then I was like, oh yeah, bitch, you don't have to sit with your partner and watch TV. You can go into the other room and journal or, you know, meditate or do whatever your project that you want to fucking do. So g- walk, get up and walk into the other just room. Do if you're, it. If you're yeah. yeah, if you're un, so that that really resonates. Just like make it make the individual so choice. Small, but remember, you have a choice. Mm-hmm. It's like half the battle. You know what I mean? And most of us, most of the time, forget we have the choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if yeah, and then instead you just sit in resentment of like yeah. the people or things around you that are trapping you in this circumstance that you can just stand up and walk away from. Yeah, so, so. weird. Yeah, yeah, but also, look at you. I feel like we're gonna have to end with a tarot card for you as well. Like, okay. I just feel like that's what's gonna yeah, happen. Definitely, so we're, definitely, we're, definitely. Okay, cool. Oh, okay, so, Jess, this is good. We got. I gotta say the card that Jess got because Jess got like the most bliss, blissed <laughs> out, amazing, wonderful, beautiful tarot card. Yeah, what card? The star. Oh, well, I got the Ten of Cups for this yeah. year. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a lovely card. It was a lovely card. <laughs> you go by Jessica as well as Jess. Both, yeah. You do go by both. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. And for some reason, I pigeonholed you as a Jess. Okay. Jeez. My friends all yeah. call me Jess, but Jessica, okay. my parents call me Jessica. <laughs> I respect that. I, I'm, a, I'm a Jessica. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a, a lot of symbols, uh, syllables. Um, okay. We go to your chart, right? Yes. My 33rd year up in here. You're in your Christ year. I am in my Christ year. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, you know, I never read the book, but I've seen the movie, the like 1970 something movie. And uh, yes. <laughs> judging on that story, uh, the Christ year is like, a lot of reckoning for yes. recent events. Yes, so, yes. Lots yeah. of reckoning. Yeah, that's that's the move. But let me just see what is happening up in her. I see. Uh, so your career is mm-hmm. going through also really big shifting. And if you don't like what you've set up, it's probably in some ways an annoying thing because you're achieving success and achieving success in things that don't really make you happy ages poorly. Right. Mm -hmm. And so at 33 and 35, these are the first two times where when this occurs, we're like we're more aware of it and we have greater motivation to do something with it. So I do want to say if there's something that you're like, I don't know why I'm not happy with this. Mm. Um, the answer is because you don't like it. Mm. And you build up an identity that says you do, but you don't. So oh. that is going to be an interesting theme throughout this year for you. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Duh. It's literally what you just did. It's literally what you just did. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> it's very good. It's really good. And it will have consequences. Like, you know, you run the risk of losing people, attention, things. Of course. And it's fine. Negative consequences for doing the right thing 
is in part an affirmation of that thing being right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not always, but this year for you, Mm -hmm. Um, you are actually coming out of some pretty rough waters. um, And over the next two years, I think you're going to, um, you're going to encounter a great deal of personal growth, which will bleed into your career. Um, it's like connected to your career, but okay. it's, it's, it, it comes from your personal, your innermost personal life. Mm. And you too, you don't want kids. I have one. I know. I remember that, but do you yeah. want more? Perhaps. Okay. Because you've entered into a two-year period where, you know, if you don't take pains to not be pregnant, it looks like you'll be pregnant. So I want to say, and I probably said this before on this show, I've definitely said this a million times before, but I am of the mind that when cis straight people have sex, little P and V sex, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, when that happens, it's not fate if it makes a baby. It's just, it's just like causality. It's just, yes. you know, and a lot of people I've encountered over the years are like, I'll just leave it up to fate. Uh, when lesbian couples do or don't get pregnant, okay, maybe that's fate. But like, if, you know, straight couple, you know, evolve apart, you know, I will just say it's not fate. So make a choice. Okay. Is my best advice for the next two years. Make a choice because I mean, part of what you've realized from the last few years of stuff is that when you feel trapped, it has a terrible corrosive impact on your life. Terrible. Yes. Terrible. Mm, yes. So you may yes. be trapped in mm. a room full of clothes that you want to try on, but if you can't open the door, you're not going to enjoy the clothes. That's just not how you're wired. And <laughs> that's literally my closet. Right <laughs> 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 it's a separate room and I literally can't open the door because it's just a disaster and I can't find anything. I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's yeah. Terrible and funny. It's yes. interesting you so, say because I've been processing when Beck and I have talked about this privately where I'm like, I for the first time in a long time have thought about wanting to maybe have another child. But to me, it feels very like I feel very deeply. And I even said this to you about 35, like two years just feels right to me. So it's interesting mm, that you say mm, the two year, that two year window. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be fertile in this period. So you can absolutely, you know, you're not going to have a problem getting pregnant in your, in your um, mid or late thirties. I don't think at all. And also it is, you know, an unrestful year. Um, And so it's hard enough to pursue self-care, but self-care when you're, when you're a parent or you're like a guardian to someone, I think it's, it's a lot harder. And so I would, and this is easy for me to say, because I'm not, like a family planner in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. But I would rather encourage you to really take the time to get to know yourself. You've mm. worked so hard, fought so hard to create the space to do that. Mm. But will you actually do it? Mm. That's the question because it feels like you've been doing it this whole time, but what you've been doing is fighting, What you've been doing is struggling. And if the struggle you know, it's not like hundred percent gone, but it's like on the outside of things. It's yeah. not the center of things anymore. Yeah. So what were you fighting for? Were you just fighting for, this is, this is the, okay. This is the mm. reason why older people are miserable. It's because in our adult years, 
we often work so hard, we fight so hard to get over the thing or past the thing that when we've achieved that, if we don't then take the time to do that, like what can look like stagnant work, that inner work to then get to know ourselves and adjust. Mm. If we don't do that, then it's just struggle after struggle after struggle after struggle. And things don't substantively change on the inside because we don't do that part of the work mm. because that work is, it's like poo-pooed upon from society. It requires more agency and bravery and all that kind of stuff. So this is classic 33 year old shit. See, because uh, it's, it's like, Will you prioritize the tenets of your spirituality that you actually know now? Mm. Like, it looks like you've, you've done a lot of work, yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of work. So will you give yourself the spaciousness you desire? Cause mm. you can, because mm. you can. And I think it will have, uh, what is the opposite of corrosive? That also means the same thing. Like corrosive has such a negative impact. Uh, like a connotation, but like, it'll have an all body, all over impact on your life mm. to take that space and to, to work in that space. And it will be easier to do over the next two years than any other time for you. Mm. So that's really cool. Um, there's, there was something else I saw in here. Hold, please. Hold, please. Um, let's see. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So then there's a couple other things that are coming in 2022 and 2023. Okay. And the only thing you need to know about them is that the opportunities and the setbacks. So the things that seem really cool and the things that seem like they're shitty, both of them are only a test of how well you know yourself. Oh, it. So it might seem like you're losing something, but as long as you don't fight to keep a thing that mm. actually you've outgrown or no longer has meaning to you in the way it did, that's the test. You might be getting an opportunity and it might be an opportunity that literally thousands of people would kill for. And it might be a hard pass for you. So okay. how well do you know yourself? And this is like such a difficult Ooh. thing. It's saying yes. no to good, quote unquote, good things that yeah. aren't quite good for you. Wow, so, okay. you know, I imagine you'll be dealing with both things over the couple, next couple of years. And none of these things are going to make or break you. They're not going to define you one way or another because, because it's the choices that you make that will do that. Mm. It's not the things. It's the thing. For the listeners, I'm pointing to, it's not the things on the outside. It's the thing on the inside. Mm. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. That's sorry. I know it's kind of heavy. I didn't mean to hammer no, you. No, uh, no. That's yeah. It resonates a lot. Like you were saying, there's been it's been a it's been a heavy past two years when it comes to like internal processing. It's been a lot, yeah. Yeah. and it's been exhausting. It's taken like a physical toll on me mm. too. Like I've struggled a lot with my health because I think I've just been allowing myself to really dig deep into areas that I hadn't let my, my brain go. Um, and so, but I feel like coming out of it, I feel like I, I'm able to really recognize like more for the most, uh, most that I ever have who I am and what I want. Mm. And we've talked about this before. It's just like, it's always for me, the fear of having to be brave mm. to step into those things yeah. that I want um, or that I don't want. Like you're saying, like saying yeah. no. The, the, 
if this reframe helps, I'm just going to give it to you. Yes. In your birth chart, you have a Mars Neptune square. And so for you, you have endless energy and ambition to accomplish things for the greater good. You have endless energy and ambition to accomplish things for the people you care about. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for people you don't care about, it works for me. But you also have a lot of energy for spiritual pursuits. Mm-hmm. And so the, the thing you struggle with is creating energy and giving energy to yourself. So I know it's similar to what I was saying to you, but it's not the same. It's, it, it comes from very different places. Um, which I imagine is why you guys can be so tight because you really identify, but you're also really different. Yeah, Um, Mm -hmm. definitely. So this placement in your birth chart makes it so that when you try to do something just for you, or you really need to like work on yourself for yourself, not in self-defense, but for yourself, Mm. all of a sudden you're tired. All of a sudden you're distracted. Mm. All of a sudden you can't really remember what the point was. Like Mm -hmm. something kind of dissolves for you. Mm -hmm. So creating... Um, spiritual motivations that are somewhat structured. Like, I know I have this goal to that goal to this goal. Or like, I know that um, what I want to achieve will take this amount of silence or this amount of spaciousness or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Creating some structure to your internal ambitions and essentially externalizing them. So like putting them in a cute chart that you make in Canva or something like that. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like doing something of that nature I'll make it a little easier to trick that part of you. That's like, well, if it's just for me, I can do these other things right? because these other things need to get done. So it's learning how to prioritize yourself sometimes means like taking yourself and externalizing those, those impulses and ambitions. Does that make, does that resonate? Does that make sense? Yes, completely. Completely. Okay, great. (laughs) I mean, your, your chart, um, the opposite is the opposite to Becca's in that you've got four planets in the sixth house. Um, so in your birth mm. chart, you are all about acts of service. Like, and I guess that's kind of a Christian mm-hmm. shtick as well. Yeah. Um, it's like acts of service. That is, that is what is your nature. Like, it looks like you like doing things for people, mm-hmm. but it's also, it looks like how you are raised. Like there are certain routines and repetitions yep. that for you, uh, make you feel right in the world and right in your mm-hmm. skin mm-hmm. and figuring out that that gets to encompass your sexuality that gets to encompass like your, you know, pleasure for pleasure's sake. It gets to encompass um, your spirituality in, in regards to like the deep inner work, the fact that you are an intense person, which no Libra wants to be told that they're intense, <laughs> but I'm a Capricorn. So I'm like a big fan. You've got a Scorpio moon. I mean, you're very yes. intense. Yes. No, <laughs> intense i'm chill like I'm easy, going, <laughs> I'm easy to be around but your emotions are so intense yeah, yeah they're a lot <laughs> a lot and uh-huh. because you have scorpio intercepted your sixth house so again you've got this flip in your charts between the two of you but because scorpio is intercepted in your first house it looks like you were raised um to not externalize or act on your intense powerful feelings um, and so that mm. makes anger very difficult. Oh. And from an astrological standpoint, anger and ambition are found from the same place. So when we repress anger, it's hard to stay connected to ambition because we need the fuel Ooh. of anger to move it along. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. If I was going to give you homework, which I've never done before, that's a lie. I love to give homework. I love homework. (laughs) I also loved school like Becca. So I do. Okay, good. This is great. I fucking hate school, but I like being a teacher. (laughs) So it all works out. Um, So, okay. This is what I would say to do. Have you ever been to a smash shack or a smash room? <laughs> no, but I but I had put out into uh, on Instagram. I'm like, I want to try new things this year. I'm very motivated to explore different parts of myself. And a bunch of people were saying, go to one of those like rage yes. rooms. Yes. Go to a rage room. Go to okay. a rage room. Here's the thing. You go to a rage room. You have most of them allow you to bring music. So make a playlist. Uh-huh. I would say make two playlists. Or like, you know, whatever, two playlists, one sad, one mad. Um, Because those two emotions get really conflated for you because in your childhood, you were allowed to be sad. Mm. You were allowed to be scared. Any kind of vulnerable, disempowered girl feeling, all yours, get at it. But Mm. any kind of anger, any kind of like being in disagreement, any of that kind of shit, not allowed. Not allowed. So if you're in a, yeah. So when you're in a violent space, like a smash room, it, you might feel incredibly sad. You'll have the playlist pre-made. So you'll be like, oh, I knew this could happen. I'm not going to shame myself. I'm not going to punish myself. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to weep and break shit, you know? And the other thing is you may or may not so want to That sounds, yeah, literally <laughs> me crying, weeping and breaking things. is just yes. like, I feel like you're, you're speaking to baby Jessica. Ugh. It was like, that's all I'm she so wanted happy. to do is just cry out the window and just punch. Like I just, yeah. and I'm just, and I'm just like this filming <laughs> it for your Instagram. You're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Good, because that will really work for you. And then you may want to consider doing it alone because I fear that you would be scared that someone else would do something wrong and it would hurt you. Mm. It's a metaphor, but it's very literal for you. Mm. So the it might be easier for you to step into that alone. Um, You know, if you want a photog in the room, I respect. But um, (laughs) but. I would say just because it's already going to be upsetting enough for you to do it. Yeah. Another thing that could be really great for you is boxing or kickboxing or Krav okay. Maga. You do any of that stuff? I've, I started to do boxing a little bit and I, then I faded out, but I, I really enjoyed doing it. And I felt like it was a very healthy practice for me when I was doing it. It is. It's really, really healthy for you. I mean, nothing is as good as, Uh, recognizing that you have rights and that you have, you're allowed to like act on your needs and preferences and having boundaries. Like that's the, you know, the beautiful thing. That's the sunset. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. the rainbow, but anything that brings you in contact that you can tolerate with these emotions, these emotions that were repressed in your childhood is a good thing for you. Um, in the 1990s, we did this thing called primal scream therapy. I don't know if you've heard of it. It didn't, it didn't last past the 90s, uh, like as a thing, but it was like a big thing. Yeah. And uh, I'm not an expert, never was, but I would prescribe for you. And it's very like vintage 1990s. Make sure everyone's not in the room and scream your butt off into a pillow. Just like scream. Or like, the car. Or the car. That works. Exactly. You're weird about public though, eh? Like you're, you, for you, there's like public things and private things. Completely. It's yeah, like yeah. there's, it's, it's, there's a lot of shame associated with uh, certain public displays as my yeah. family would. 
yeah. reference. You're very, very private. So for you, yeah. I would say in the very bedroom, private. no other room would work. Um, and that's a part of, again, why I would say go to the room alone, yeah. uh, even though you might be like freaked out by it. Um, the, the other thing is if you do keep a journal, mm-hmm. I think you should have that journal in a lockbox. Like be like a real weird Scorpio about it. Do not feel bad. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. You've got a Scorpio moon. Do not feel bad for wanting to have secrets. Mm. Do not feel bad for knowing that you can't be totally honest unless you're certain that no one's ever going to have contact with it. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you don't have to feel guilty for that shit. You're allowed Mm. to have any emotion you you want. And listen, this is very Jewish of me. So Mm -hmm. bear with me as I, as I share a little bit of my culture, Um, (laughs) but uh you know, from my perspective, and this again, Jewish, yeah, it is not what we feel or what we think that defines us. It's how we respond to our feelings and thoughts and what we do. Mm. So there's, there's, I think, a cultural thing within Christianity. It's certainly deeply etched in your birth chart um, around like your thoughts always like have to be this thing. It's like somebody's listening to your thoughts. Somebody knows what you're thinking, what you're yes. feeling. You're, you're like, constantly in a way performing, uh-huh. um, for God. And from my religious and cultural background, you're meant to literally wrestle with God. That's what mm-hmm. rabbis do. They wrestle with God. Mm-hmm. We're meant to be in disagreement and have, uh, you know, negative thoughts and feelings. It's what you choose to do in response to them that defines us as humans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I really believe that partially just as a citizen of the world. And then I also believe it probably because it's my cultural background but I want to share it with you because when I look at your chart, I see that you waste so much energy and time in these rituals to suppress the jazz. And there's no need to suppress your intensity. I mean, I'm sure some people that you've been mad at would disagree with me, but <laughs> it's, you can have any feeling you want. It's the choices that you make in response to your feelings. And so how do we make over the long haul healthy choices? It's by not repressing our emotions. It's coping with them. Mm. So for me, I'm like, you're resentful, you, you petty, vindictive, you angry, cool. Bring it on, be present with it, own it, and then make choices in response to it. Not pretend that you don't have it or blame yourself because right. what's the fucking point? I mean, you know, someone made you have a Scorpio moon. Somehow you got a Scorpio moon. You know, the fucking Scorpio moon is cool. Instead of being like, oh, I shouldn't be this way. When we say I shouldn't look this way, I shouldn't feel this way. I shouldn't think this way. It's almost a way for us to not take responsibility and ownership of the fact that we are this way. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. if we look the way we look, we are the way we are. And there are things we can do about all of the things, but should we always like the level of acceptance is the most important level if we want to achieve any kind of change long-term. So we start with acceptance and that's the level most of us skip. And I bet a big part of your question here is learning how to actually sit in the acceptance, you know, mm-hmm. to use that space. And when you do that, you will feel feelings you don't like for sure. And yeah. that you're scared of. And I'm a big fan of like, you know, start where you're at, which is where the smash shack is helpful. Like personally, I mean, I I have a really hard time with crying. when I was um, right around your guys' age, I feel very old, but here we go. Uh, You know, when I was like in my late twenties, early thirties, I just couldn't cry. Like I didn't have the ability. So what I started doing was I would watch 
stupid movies. I was going to say sad movies, but it was like lifetime movies. It was just like tearjerker <laughs> manipulations. Um, and I would watch them until I cried. And then once I got a good cry going, pause the damn movie and dig in, you know, mm. that was my way of tricking myself yeah. into kind of like developing the muscle. And eventually I didn't have to do that. I could just cry like a normal person, eh, not normal ish close. So all to say, um, yeah, trick yourself into feeling the emotions in a way that's safe and tolerable. And then when those emotions start to meet you there, if you get overwhelmed, you can deal with it, but you can try to ride those emotions, feel them mm-hmm. because you have a healthy outlet that you've created, right? Like I never had to think about why I was sad. I was sad about the Lifetime movie. Uh, right. She couldn't believe her husband, but like that <laughs> is, it was like really helpful yeah. for me. I mean, I'm yeah. making fun of it now, but no, for sure. So these are, these are tools you can use as well. Um, and hold on for just a second. Let me just get this mm. damn thing. Just, that just, re- I mean, that just, it just resonates so much. It's literally like the, my whole, my whole upbringing. It's just was never, it was just never allowed to uh, be, everyone was very top level and not wired like, deeply emotionally like I was so it was just not allowed and any extreme emotion was just not okay and there's or there's extreme suppression too in in those people also exactly that, exactly and yeah I think it's a con it's definitely a combination and then and so then it's just been like over the years just then having to try to rewire my brain to be like those emotions mm. aren't bad or evil <laughs> like yeah. you know like they had been written off or or weak or all the different things so it was just me just stuffing constantly mm. and then explosive that could happen the person oh, yeah. in the grocery store Outburst. line after ember was born oh my god <laughs> remember that story <laughs> i thought i was thinking about that guy yeah yep just has those stories of like a pure rage being unleashed on a unsuspecting person unsuspecting asshole i should say yes when i would see all of a sudden something someone justice an injustice in public like someone belittling another person or that that's when it would come out (laughs) that's when the rage would hit that's great I mean, honestly, I think that's great. I'm sure it was a little un ungreat at times, but like it was unhinged. <laughs> I love the stories. I mean, who wouldn't love the stories though? Yeah. But this this is the problem, is not the problem. This is the opportunity. The opportunity is that for the next two years, you build a bridge between your diplomacy and your ability to like see the best in people um, and boundaries and anger and ambition, passion, Mm. right? Mm. Um, It's really, it's about building a bridge so that you can hang out on that bridge as much as you want. Yeah. But also it's not um, this extreme behavior and that extreme behavior, like this, like where there's like a big jump between the two. There's no safe place in between because then when you actually do something righteous and angry, you probably feel terrible about it afterwards or you mm. do it wrong. Cause you're just like all the rage of all the injustices came out of that. That That's was it. good. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, and it's one thing to do that to strangers on the street. It happens in our personal lives, yes. right? Yes. It happens in our relationship to ourselves mm-hmm. and that it's mm. just, I mean, I just can't say enough how important it is to be a good friend to oneself because you are Mm. stuck with yourself throughout this, this lifetime. So it's like developing a healthy friendship with yourself where you care Mm. for yourself and you listen to yourself. It's just, 
such an important part of growing up and we don't talk about it. We we just Mm. don't talk about it, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think it's huge. And that said, this is a period where you have the opportunity to be a really good friend to yourself. If you do it, you will see, like you will get a feedback loop of positive developments. Mm. We don't always get that kind of feedback loop, unfortunately, but you will in the next two years. Mm. That's great. I like that a lot. That makes me very happy. Yeah. (laughs) Good. I'm so glad. So the world may be crumbling around us, but you do all right. That's good. (laughs) That's nice. I also Uh, just think of when you're saying that too, is like you're a good friend to others and you want to seek justice for others. But like, I like that opportunity for you to like seek justice for yourself like you would a friend, you know? Mm. Right? Like, yes. Yes. No, I deserve that. And this is not meeting my expectations, just like you would for a friend of like, don't talk to her like that. And you know how you would block off things for other people and doing that to yourself and be like, um, no, you know, not dealing with that bullshit. I also think it's really easy to see your friends and be like, oh, if only she would just slow down and not rush into that relationship, then maybe it would work. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we can look at our friends or other people and be like, oh, if you just move a little slower. You listen to yourself, you'd be fine. But how frequently do do we say that to ourselves? We don't, we rush ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're always like, why haven't I gotten this yet? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's also just about that, like willingness to ask the question, does this need speed or does this need a pause? Because a lot of times it's a pause. That's Mm -hmm. the way like to have progress. So, you know, it's interesting. The two of you have similar things going on uh, while also really, really different stuff. But you can both get pregnant. So that's <laughs> fun. Uh, yeah. That's I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. be rough for the personal life. Great for the podcast. Good for content, <laughs> honey. Instagram followers are growing. <laughs> Babies so. for content. Now, okay, hold on. Let me give you, say your full name out loud. Jessica Christine Ambrose. Um. Okay, don't be sad. Um, I said don't be sad because there she goes. Um, misery? Is, a- <laughs> is that saying misery? Is that what this says? It says worry. Oh, worry. Whoa, that's, that's so weird. I read that as misery. That's my middle name. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the... Okay, so it's a Mercury and Taurus card. Do you really, I don't know how well you can see it, but it says it right. Wait for it. Wait, so that says Mercury and that says Taurus. Okay. Um, so... The reason why it's called the worry card is because it's the card that represents um, a fixation on creating security mm-hmm. at the expense of stability. So you're worried if you oh, get it and you're worried if you don't. Mm-hmm. Right. Can you say so that again? It, the, the, the worry of say that, say the des- Oh God, how did I just say it? the desire to create uh, security at the expense of stability of like true, like knowing yourself, essentially it's like people please are problems. Right. And we're all people pleasers. This is what you're dealing with now. Right. It's being able to be like, okay, I know I want to say, you know, to do this thing, but this is what will cost me. This is how I'll make other people feel. This is what could happen. Mm. What, you know, like it's that kind of a worry in uh, the writer weight deck. Do you both use that deck? Yeah, I have that deck and I have another, I don't know what the other one that I have is called, mm. but yeah. Yeah. Um, in the Rider weight deck, it's a little bit of a different card um, because it's that image of like the guy with the like shoddy clothes and it's snowing. Yes, and yes, 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 it's yes. Right outside the church. Yes, where it's warm so, and glowing inside and he's just bypassing yeah. the, the yeah. what's right in front of him. 
Yes. It's that's interesting. He's bypassing what's right in front of him, but also he's not invited into the church. Uh So it's like this struggle about like, do I belong here? Can I get the help I need? It's like being in a scarcity mindset, you know, Mm -hmm. and the, the writer Smith weight deck, um, like I mentioned, like I I've taught, I teach Tarot on my, uh, Patreon. I started with that deck because that's the deck that most other Tarot decks are like based on. Here's the, but it's very puritanical in its values, like very puritanical in its values. So some of it's judgy. So -hmm. like the five of discs in the writer weight deck is much more of a judgy card than in this deck. Right. Cause it's kind of like, get out of your own shit, bitch. Like you're trapping yourself. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's like, yeah, there's a little bit more of a value judgment there. So I just like to point that out so that when you're reading Mm. the cards, you don't take on those it's literally comes out of a time of puritanical values. So, you know, Mm. you don't want to take that on. Um, That's why I use this deck, but Mm. um, this card is telling you this year that if you are focused on, okay, let's do the journey again. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to just adjust myself and adjust myself. And I'm going to do a little, a little talking. Let's see. Will I go, we're doing the five. Hold on. Mm -hmm -hmm. Okay. We're going to go like this. This is the five, right? Before the five is the four and after the five is the six. So you remember the Uh sixes. The six is when things are flowing, when things are working. The four, a four of discs is when you're in a state of stability. You know who you are. Things are safe. You know where you are. You know what's happening. In between the flow and the abundance of the six. Um, so in fact, in the writer Smith weight deck, the six of discs is like a wealthy man giving money away to paupers because he's got so much. It doesn't hurt him. And look at what a good person he is. Um, again, it's slightly more puritanical. Um, th- that card is you have so much and you feel so confident and comfortable in what you have that you can be generous. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the four, you've got enough to take care of yourself. And the five, now you're stuck because what is too much? What's not enough? What's right? What's wrong? Yes, I want to be successful, mm. but am I risk? Be, am I willing to risk being a failure? That's mm. the five. So the, it's valuable to understand not just where you are, but what came before it and what comes next. Yeah. Right. If you play those cards right, which you will, I'm not worried. Um, so it's just about doing the work, which is mm-hmm. uncomfortable and slightly awful. Um, but valuable, you know, mm. hold on. And then I pulled a card for your podcast. Look at me. Uh, it's fortune. The fortune card. Fortune. Yeah. It's the fortune. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to your beautiful world. Um, and interestingly, this is good. You, you, are you doing a wave for yourself? Yeah. That's very, just yeah. very good. Yeah. Um, Interestingly, this card is a Jupiter card. And You're like, that you- means everything dissolves and crashes and burns this year. <laughs> That's the it real meaning. Really happy. <laughs> really, it's such a happy card. You know, oh. this card is good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Okay. Card. It's just, it's growth, it's expansion, and it's being seen as you want to be seen. Yes, yeah. bitch. You're yes. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. So, all this like personal struggle and boundaries and all this kind of work, it's not going to be a conflict between the two of you, even if it shows up between the two of you. Mm. So it's just here. It is an opportunity, not as a have to. 
you know <sighs> good mm-hmm. that could be uh that could be a struggle otherwise you know you're mm-hmm. like and the card i pulled is death so <laughs> yeah, well, um that's awkward we do it a lot <sighs> Oh, Jessica, thank you for just blowing our minds as you, always and feeding into our souls. You are yeah. the best. We adore Yay. you. Thank you so much for coming on and I chatting with us. Yeah. Can you please plug away? Oh my gosh, plug everything. away! I love Ghost of a Podcast, oh, and I can't wait to listen to the 2022. Uh, I haven't oh. listened to that, so I'm going to listen it's, to it on the drive home. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's <laughs> not, you know. I just gave you some broad strokes over here. Um, so, okay. So yeah, you be, the, you could listen to me on ghost of a podcast once a week. Um, join me on Patreon because I teach tro and yes. I do, I'm doing this I, series right now where I'm on the kittens level where people are asking me questions about what happens when you die, about mediumship, about animal communication. Mm. Um, and I'm just like answering, there's like <gasps> 150 questions so far. So I'm very into it. Um, and I do other weird shit. What else? Uh, I feel like there's so How many do, What's the best okay. way to get to your Patreon? Because I'm also curious. Oh, I just want to take your... My website, lovelinato.com. I just did okay, this website lovely. redesign and I don't want to oversell it. Like I don't want to oversell it, <laughs> but I'm going to. But it slaps. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like slaps the face <laughs> off of everybody. It is. I love this website so much. And upon my website, when you hit the homepage... Um, I've embedded my app. I have love well, two apps, but one of them is called tiny spark and it's like a magic eight ball. Yes. Um, love that. And I've embedded it to my homepage. So you can just go there and like get a reading at any cool. time cool, just for fun. Um, and then also my patrons right there on the homepage. So you can't miss it. And, um, when you go to, to my home, when you go to my homepage and you see the Patreon link, you will see my face as many fruits and planets, because a lot of the content I drop <laughs> on Patreon, I am using filters that turn me into fanciful things. Yes. So like I did a video answering questions about what happens after you die, but every person's question that I answered, I was a different ice cream cone. Oh, uh, so that's it. the kind of thing you're going to love or hate. You know what oh, I mean? <laughs> we love it. We love it. It's really personality driven. Um, yeah. And then if people like astrology and they want my book, it's called Astrology for Real Relationships. It's over there. Um, and it is, you know, I think it's pretty good. It's also very cute. So it's is it that so gorgeous pink and blue book? Because I kept looking. Yeah. I was like, is that a set yeah. of have something? Have I ever shown you my book? Uh, I don't Can think I so. Not on book? camera. Maybe you have. Maybe. It's just so. Oh yeah, oh, I so like it. So beautiful. I like it. I like it too. Anything with like gold, neon, and pastel. Cute. Yes. The people that I was working with to get this book made were so frustrated with me. They were just like, <laughs> "What is going on with your aesthetic? We do not understand it." And I was like, "I want everything in everything. That's not confusing." So. Oh my gosh, you're such a force and you're so inspiring to to talk to. So just love it. Um, I love you. I love coming on here. I love both of you. Thank you so much. Well, we love you, Jessica. We love you, Broads. And we'll chat soon. Chat soon. Bye.